Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper. This is a very special bonus episode that I'm hosting. My name is Michael Diario. I'm one of the leaders at the Gay Men's Brotherhood. Today, I'm doing an episode talking about love, intimacy, and relationships. This episode is perfect for those of you who are looking for love, and it's also perfect for anyone out there who is already in a relationship. We're going to be talking about things like love, intimacy, sex, monogamy, conflict and communication in relationships, and also things like compatibility and attraction for those of you who are out there looking for love. So without further ado, I will introduce my guest. Uh, he is my partner. Um, he's also sitting here waiting to come on screen. So Star, why don't you join us? Oh. So Star, why don't you tell the viewers, since they don't know who you are, a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, my name is Star. I originate from the beautiful Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. And uh, I moved to Moncton, New Brunswick, and now I am here in Toronto. I am a hopeless romantic, a long-distance relationship connoisseur, and a Pisces. Yes, he is uh, all those things, and I am not any of those things. So <laughs> our relationship has been quite interesting, to say the least. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is a very new relationship. So um, we're wanting to share with you some of the lessons we've learned uh, on our journey to each other, which is anything but smooth, yeah. but also very worthwhile. Yeah. A lot of differences and a lot of similarities. So let's start off with the elephant in the room. Biggest difference. He's black. I'm white. So for me, this has been uh, my, my first interracial relationship. I've been with um, men sexually of all different flavors and varieties and shape, sizes and colors. But this is the first time that I've actually dated someone um, who is, would you call yourself black? Is that how you identify? Yeah, okay. person of color. Person of color, okay. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I have faced because I didn't think it was going to be much of an issue. It was like, yeah, whatever, same, same difference. But what I've noticed, um, especially when we're walking around in public, people look at us way more than any time I'm with someone who is not a person of color. And they kind of like, they kind of look at me and then look at him and then look at him and then look at me. And like, I know they're thinking something or something's going on in their mind. And I can only imagine what that might be. Probably like, I'm hoping they're saying, oh, wow, they're such a cute couple. Yeah. But my point is, it's definitely something that I hadn't noticed before. And Star would say that that happens all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like it's, it could be both things that like either good or bad, um, the way it depends on how you look at it and depends on where you are as well. Because in my life experience, various sects of uh, racism and racial dynamics. So for instance, like the same people that look at us, for example, some could say, yes, they look good together. Others in my experience would say, oh, it's black guys taking advantage of this white guy. I mean, in terms of the other parts for me that have been a bit of a challenge is I didn't even know, like when I was thinking like, okay, I'm gonna introduce you to my family. All of a sudden like, oh, wait a minute, like, oh, how's that going to go? And so these are things that I never would have had to think about before. And now it, it does give me reason for pause. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, how is so-and-so going to receive this? And how is so-and-so going to take this? So it, it serves to remind me that um, I need to stand firm in my, in my love. And I, think, and I think for in, in the beginning, when we just started talking, our first questions was, have you ever been with a Black guy? <laughs> 
And I had. Because yeah. <laughs> I asked this for various reasons. Uh, one, for me, it's been a challenge, especially coming to Canada, being, you know, fetishized for being Black. I experienced that a lot of times. And that's what kind of kept me in a little cocoon, like not to date and not to put myself out there because I knew what people um, thought about me or, what, or the reason why, quote unquote, people would, you know, want to date me. So that kind of helped me come out of my shell, you know, when we started talking and I was like, okay, the black thing is not a, a novelty for him. He's experienced that already. <laughs> <laughs> so can I be honest I I did have that moment actually I think it was maybe chatting with you that when he said that I think you said something along the lines of um you know people only see me for for that or they fetishize sexualize me and they don't see that there is this human being in, in addition to that um that they just fail to want to get to know and that really you know made me think and I was like okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna get to know this guy um and I did and guess what like the best part about them is is like what's in here and like what's in here and uh, there's so much more to it so I think the important lesson here is there is more to someone than how you fetishize them and they are human beings at the end of the day yes couldn't say it better myself so let's talk about long distance since you did say that you're a long distance aficionado yeah how did I let you take this one away <laughs> well for me, long distance is just a uh, means to an end. It's a, a pathway of growing and getting to know each other on a deeper level, could potentially be a deeper level, until you're physically able to connect with someone. It, to me, gives the opportunity to get to know someone deeper. Where, can I? Okay, I'm also going to say this. He has been in, like, I think, three or four <laughs> long distance relationships. Um, successful ones until they weren't, but he has done this before. My stance on long distance relationships is a hard no. No, yes. I don't do it. It's just not like I live downtown Toronto. So if you're not a few blocks away, if I can't get to you in 20 minutes, I'm this, this is too much hassle for me. Why would I date someone who's, you know, in a different province right. and who has to take a flight to, to get here? And I tried. I really, really tried. I was like, okay, he's he's getting to know me. Okay. He's getting into the groove of things. He's probably gonna, you know, stop, you know, showing me some signs that he's interested. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. And in fact, it was all of a sudden it was starting to get, I felt it was getting kind of cold. And I realized, okay, I have to kick this up into gear. Like I booked a flight immediately <laughs> and got here. And that is what I was like, okay, now I'm paying attention. I'm like, this bitch is serious. But then when he booked the flight, I didn't even believe you. Like oh, when, yeah. when he booked the flight, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Guys, he booked the flight. I booked the flight. I told him the date and he still made plans for that day. <laughs> I'm a little bit maybe pessimistic <laughs> more than I should have been, but he showed up. We had a great time. And um, I think it's also important to note that because we met online, we made it. We made an agreement that we weren't going to have sex. Yes, um, which I think was really good for us because yeah. it gave us a, a safe container from which yeah. there was no pressure. Yeah, I felt relief thinking, okay, I'm just going to get to know this guy, sense his energy, yeah. sense what he's like, sense what we're like together. And when I was coming, we we both this agreed as well that we have no expectations as to even a relationship. We're just coming as friends, get to know each other better, 
and see if we can if we really clicked yeah so it was no pressure and i think that helped us be our authentic selves because one of the things i told him is like don't even change anything that you would do normally so like don't even clean don't even get groceries don't even get anything just do as you would do if i'm not coming which I was very, I, I believed him. So when he showed up the first time we met, I think I was wearing my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> you came from a flight early in the morning yeah. and I met him in the lobby wearing like my track pants and yeah. a t-shirt. Like I didn't dress up. I did exactly what he said. But this is a really good point for anyone out there who is uh, looking for love or um, wanting to date. It is very important to remember that you want to be as authentic as you can from the beginning. Now, I realize when you're first dating, you want to put on a little bit of a mask. You want to show them your best sides of you, but don't be someone you're not. Exactly. And one of the things that really allowed me to fall for this man is when he said that. And I was like, oh, like, he just wants me to be me. And so immediately relief came through me. He just wants me to be me. We already agreed we're not going to have sex, so I don't need to, like think about that at all I can just put that on the sideline and focus on getting to know him and so this is something that I definitely would recommend for anyone out there whether it's long distance or not or COVID or not um, if you can make a commitment to say okay for the first three dates even one date I know it might be hard for some people just say I just want to focus on getting to know you without the pressure of what this is going to be when we're going to fuck and all that good stuff and we kept our word by the way we didn't do anything physical. We didn't have sex for. Well, we had, we did some stuff. Well, it's not long. Yeah, sex, sex, not sex. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about uh, that, that vulnerability of being our authentic selves, because I think this is a really important point. But it's so easy to say and very, very hard to do. And even to this day, we have challenges with this. Um, so, what would you say was maybe one of your biggest tips for? Um, being your authentic self in a relationship? I think you always have that anxiety mosquito mm. that always, you know, bring the doubt in, like, oh my gosh, she's not gonna like this about you, she's not gonna like, you know, the way, like, like for me, I know my problem is snoring. I snore, yeah. Yeah, guys, I snore. <laughs> and so I, I was really pressured in the beginning, like, oh my gosh, first night is going to kick me out right you know and I think I told you that in, in the beginning I told him like hey sometimes I snore and um, I don't know if it'll affect you and um, let's just you know try to see if if it's something that you know is a deal breaker and he agreed to try and that automatically took the pressure off of me like there's no hidden you know anything in my mind I've tried to have to try to hide anymore it's just it's out in the open it's on the table I can just be myself now it's up to him to accept it or not right and I'm here so luckily <laughs> now it took a snore guard it took yeah. a few it took a few it tries trial and error. We got that. yeah I went to snore clinic and got that nose and make sure you know I just I, I did my due diligence to help the situation out. <laughs> now he still snores every once in a while, oh, like yeah. last night. Yeah. Like, but well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. so, and then I think from my perspective, I mean, I, I said the same thing that I would put my baggage on the table and I have a lot of baggage, which I didn't really know I had until he showed up, which is, I think, an interesting. And this is the beauty of relationships, right? So a little bit of context for me up until star showed up in my life I well it was about a, almost a year of uh, COVID so I was living alone I live alone in my apartment 
before that for a year, uh, six months, I was traveling by myself uh, all over the world. And so I got really used to being by myself. And whenever I wanted company, I would go out and get it and then have my fun and then be done with it. And it was always on my terms, which I love. I'm a bit of a, a recovering control freak. Yes. So I didn't have that opportunity to really face my baggage, face my shit, face my stuff that sort of I carried with me. And then when he shows up and we're in lockdown here in Toronto, we've been in lockdown. Actually, the day you came here was the day that we went into lockdown. He, he was here all the time. So we're together 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I have no choice but to face all of my demons that I've been ignoring. And for me too, like I didn't realize things because I worked on myself uh, for the entire 2020, you know, I thought, you know, new 20, new year, new me, that kind of thing that we all have, quote unquote, you know. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm much better um, than where I was before. I realized things I didn't know that I had to unearth before. And I was good. What do you think is your biggest one? Your greatest um, lesson so far? My greatest lesson, I didn't realize how much fear mm. held me back. Mm -hmm. Even now, I still struggle with it because, you know, nothing is sure in life. But that's, I don't think I, 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 I overcame the fear, but I learned to not let it cripple me. Yeah. So for, for me, it's, it's on earth being with him. Like, I guess you never know what you need to work on until you're in a situation, right? Like, you don't know what muscle you need to work on if you don't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. so yeah being I think we challenge each other and kind of force each other to grow <laughs> amen says yeah <laughs> I've grown in ways that I didn't want to grow and that's the thing there's ways that I want to grow like in starting my business and doing that there's like I, I signed up for those challenges the challenge with this guy did not sign up for this. I didn't, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was avoiding relationships. Oh, yeah. I just didn't want one. It didn't fit into my lifestyle plan. It didn't fit into my timeline. This was not what I wanted, but then he showed up and, you know, luckily. It wasn't easy. I had to do a lot, a lot of convincing, a lot. <laughs> but you made it. Yeah. What, I'm curious to know, what do you think my biggest growth has been since we've been together? interesting question to hmm, me fear is one of the things that you both of us you, yeah, yeah both i think we us. both have to specifically i can say i mean i have no, I have no trouble sharing this is is two things that came up for me when i asked that question to you one is i had a lot of baggage from my ex which i thought i was over and intellectually i was over that phase of my life yeah. but emotionally spiritually maybe yeah. like on a very very deep level i was carrying that relationship with me, including the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And so I think it was a conversation we had on New Year's Eve. I think it was New Year's oh, Eve. I, I think yes. it was our New Year's Eve. Yes. We had a very, very powerful conversation about this. And he, he knew that I was carrying it and I refused to see it. And then on that day, I finally was like, okay, you know what, you might be right. And uh, that was a very big moment for me. The other thing is that I'm, um, I tend to, when things get tough in relationships or just life, I have a natural tendency to just, my way of dealing with it is just get the hell out of there, yeah. run away, escape. Be like, peace, I'm out, bye. And that has been my pattern throughout my life. And I, that's why I'm very independent. I value freedom, independence. Too independent. <laughs> I do things on my own and I'm perfectly fine on my own. I, I love being on my own. And so when things get tough with us or got tough with us, 
I had this just desire to be like, fuck it. I don't want this. I'm over it. Get me out of here. You know, go home. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. I'm, I guess only recently we identified, well, I identified, I didn't know that there were attachment styles. That's, I think that's the term you use. Mm-hmm. So we are very opposite when it comes to, to this. So I'm more the anxious, anxious yeah. attack, attachment style. So where he, when he is triggered by something, he retreats. When I'm triggered, I, I want to, to attach and come yeah. to more like, like, let's talk. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, you know. Or as I'm like, get the hell away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you right now. And so that has caused a lot of conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be honest. I mean, we've yeah. gotten through it because we're here, but yeah. we have had some doozies of, of arguments. <laughs> yeah. okay. Let's turn this into like advice for people out there. So if you're yeah. someone who's already in a relationship where you, where you disagree, or maybe you feel like you're not compatible in certain ways, like what would be the advice? I would say for me, patience and what I would do to tap in, like when he was really aggravating me to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm over this, get out, get out of here. <laughs> I would close my eyes, like right in front of you, I would do this. Oh, yes. I would close my eyes and like tap into like my heart here and be like, I would just remind myself, like, I love this man. And like, whatever's happening now is just a thing. And I need to find what it is within you that would kind of bring him back. <laughs> Right, I think it's my inner ego, I'd say. Yes. Yes. Because for me, like in the earlys, when he goes into that, closes his eyes and, you know, just, I, to me, I interpret that as, oh, he's ignoring me. Like, he just, he doesn't want to, just, what is he saying? Because I don't hear what he's saying in his mind, right? Right. I don't know what he's thinking. So for me, I'm like, always thinking the worst, like, oh my gosh why does this bitch hair you know like i take things i took things personally and that's the thing that i'm still struggling with to this day i think that's my one of my biggest challenges now is not taking things personally so my advice is don't take take things personally and ask questions yes oh yeah okay yeah 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 in the beginning i I would assume a lot everything would would be because it's easy to assume right it's 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 easier to assume than ask a question because for me, I felt like asking a question would aggravate things even more. Mm-hmm. But when you assume, and my mind filled in the gaps of, for the worst things, right? Which make things worse anyway. So yeah, guys, don't assume because assuming just makes an ass of you and me. And I think for me, um, it was more about reminding myself of why I, why I love him and just tapping into like, regardless of the argument, regardless of what's happening at the surface level, like, do I want to be with this man? And asking a very honest question to my soul, not like in this moment, do I want to be with this man? But like, deep within, do I want to be with this man? And the answer was always yes, clearly. And I was like, okay, well, if I want to be with this man, then I got to figure this shit out. Relationships are not easy. It's not. They're not easy. Yeah. And so, you know, here's a good point for anyone out there who's single, who really wants to be in a relationship. Do not think that when you get into a relationship that all your problems are going to go away. You're going to trade in single problems and you're going to get relationship problems. They will be there. I promise you. And for those who are in a relationship and there's conflict or turmoil in it, don't think that, oh my gosh, this person is not right for me. Just give us a chance. I mean, I'm not saying be in a toxic relationship. You have to identify if this relationship would be you know violent or toxic you know could jeopardize your safety but if the answer is no then really give it a go give don't give up so soon you know just 
Give us a go. Compatibility at the surface level is very different than compatibility at the, like the love soul level. Um, we are not compatible at the surface level in many, many ways. But on the ways that matter, we are super compatible. Like we have the same values. And that's why I say there's lots of differences, but lots of similarities as well. Yeah. And, and I think it's a matter of, for, for me, like what are the differences and how important are those differences versus what are the similarities and how important are they? Like, you know, a question I like to ask is, where do you see your future in a year, five years, 10 years? And if that looks similar to mine, then we're going in the right direction. How we get there is going to be completely, who knows? One of the first things that we talked about was uh, monogamy and our view on that. I think it was actually you who asked me. Yes. Yeah, because you've, you've had a very strong stance on monogamy. Yes. Why don't you, you go? I was fiercely monogamous. <laughs> fiercely monogamous. <laughs> like, if you even think of another guy, it's like, oh, you cheated, you bitch. That was then. I mean, not, not now. I mean, like, over the years, I mean... Um, I've, da- I've been dating for 17 years, I guess 17, 18 years, and always monogamous relationships. And nine times out of ten, actually, ten times out of nine, they all cheated. Sorry for my exes out there listening, but you know, I'm just bringing the tea. <laughs> if I think about it carefully, without judgment, without prejudice, The people I know the longest, uh, who are in long-term relationships for years and years and years, all are open. Who are gay? Yes, who are gay, are open. They were open at one point, or are open, or were monogamous and turned into openness. So I sat with myself and I realized, you know, maybe I'd like to give it a try. Let's just try. So one of the questions I asked you was, what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. I, for me, I was ready to start monogamous, build a foundation, and then after maybe look at something, what you know, what that could look like or turn into later. So my history, <laughs> yeah, you say because I don't. My history is that I've all I've only been in monogamous relationships, and they're all long term. So my relationships, the shortest was a year. The longest is four years. I had learned from my previous relationship that monogamy was something that I valued. However, I didn't, it wasn't sustainable for me in the long term. So that was my, but I've never done it before. I've never been open, sorry. So what I had told Star was that I know for sure that I cannot be monogamous for the rest of my life. Like I I can't, I can't, I don't think it's within me to do that. Um, so we kind of started from that and we, we are in agreement now that it's something we want to do in the future of our relationship and we know we're going that way, but we are both very, um, set on the fact that we want to build that foundation together, just yeah. the two of us. I think that's first. important. Yeah. yeah. That'll be our challenge. And that's, that's, we both know that's going to be the biggest, well, one of the biggest challenges for us going forward. And so we will let you guys know how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> As and, we progress. And don't be afraid of it. Like, guys, I know, I know what you think. I know what you mean. I know how you feel. I feel it too. <laughs> it's a lot of fear. This, this whole concept is very, very frightful. I'm telling you, it is. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. But just like anything in life, you need to shake things up in order to change, right? 
and for people who who do want to be open, I would say the same thing, but don't give into the fear of hiding it. Like if you know this is something that you will want or you do want, if you meet someone that you really like, don't be afraid to share that with them. And that, that does not mean you need to be open from day one, but say like the way I said it is like, listen, I've done the monogamy thing. It's had its challenges. Um, the challenges for, for me were that eventually I might end up, you know, um, if I can't open it up, I might end up presenting my partner for not allowing us to have a little bit more fun or allowing us to experiment with other people. Um, and so not that it was a, I don't want to say it was a deal breaker, but I was like, here's the honest truth. Here's where I'm going. It kind of goes back to what we said at the beginning, which is like, here's all my baggage. Here's all yeah. my shit. Here's everything I want. Take it or leave it. Versus yeah. I'm only going to show you the things I want you to see so yeah. that you like me. And then surprise, once you're exactly. in it, I'm going to spring it upon you. I didn't exactly. do that. I was like, here's what it's going to be. Either you're, you're with me or you're not, which is challenging to do. It's, there's a lot of fear there as well. I want to recognize that. Oh, yes, definitely. This all goes back to the idea of knowing who you are and what you want. Um, the greatest lesson I've learned through all my previous relationships, and they've all been they've all been so helpful for me. And I I thank all the all the people who came before you. Um, but I thank them too. <laughs> you have to know who you are and what you want. And through that work that you do, really deep within. I fully believe, and it has been true for me in each level of my life, that you will attract the right person for you at that time. 100%, that is always the case. And with Star, the great thing, and it, it was very scary to say, here's all my shit. You know, I told you, I work a lot. My clients come first. You're not going to be a priority for me. I want to be open eventually. Um, I'm avoidant at times. I can be uh, unemotional at times. Like I told him all the stuff. Yeah. Very scary because I'm thinking, you know, either he's gonna say, "Sure, I'm, I'm down. I'm game. I'm let's do this," or he's gonna be like, "Peace the fuck out, <laughs> you crazy." <laughs> uh, and luckily, he decided to stay. So, this is what I talk about in a lot of my uh, workshops: is put out there what you want. Say what you want. If you're on Grinder and you want a relationship, say, "I want a relationship." Yeah. People who want a relationship will message you. People who don't won't. And that's okay. What I see a lot of people doing, and I was guilty of this too, is because I wanted more messages, more people in my inbox or in my, in my, whatever you want to call it, in my grid for grinder, you try to please everybody at the expense of what you want. And, right. and that is not the right way to do it. You might get a hundred messages and none of them are going to be compatible versus by putting specifically what you want in your profile and not being um, and being unapologetic about what you want, you might get only five messages, but those are going to be five quality leads versus a hundred of, hey, sup, want to fuck, that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, my advice, it kind of jumps off of what you're saying, is just be authentic, be you, you know, unapologetically you. It's scary though. Yeah. Let's talk about the fear. Like, I think it's easy to say that, but what can we, what can we tell the listener slash viewer about the fear that comes up? Because I want to acknowledge, I say this to you now, yeah. <laughs> but it was very scary. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how did you get over the fear? I asked myself, do I want to be someone I'm not? you know, hide who I am and be this version that I think he would love and then love him, grow into 
you know into love and form this relationship and later down my authentic self will, ha- will come out right it, yeah this inevitably come out then he leaves and i'm heartbroken or do i put everything on the table from the start like you have an option to back out now before feelings grow before you know we get more invested into this so at least we know what to expect from the get go so there's no surprises or less surprises there's all the surprises like he's full of surprises guys like <laughs> just when you think that okay you know who he is he starts speaking french it's like when did you learn french anyway <laughs> but that's my point like just be authentic of who you are up front i and i always tell him like show me your fangs, show me your teeth mm. so that I can love you through it. Mm-hmm. If we had done the same thing where I didn't say that, I didn't say here are the things that I'm working on, here are the things that might be an issue, yeah. he would have learned that the hard way and been like, who is this bitch? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where did he come from? <laughs> right. But it was hard. And I think for me, getting over the fear, what, what advice could I give about the fear is the, the way I looked at it is the reward is worth the risk. Right. And I mean, I've been doing a lot of work on fear with myself internally over the last year, but it did come up with him. And I thought, um, I'm going to show him who I am, even the ugliest parts of me. And I thought, there are times I thought he's going to, he's out, he's out for sure. This is done. And I kind of came to terms with it, even though I didn't want that. I was like, I I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he doesn't leave. (laughs) But the fact that I did it, I think has helped us tremendously in the long run. That's another thing. If you can get over that in the beginning, not like the first date or anything, guys, but just like <laughs> yeah. give it some time. But if you can get over that in the first month of dating, then I think it serves you so far in the long run. And for me, being a highly sensitive person, it would trigger a lot in him because I would get offended very easily. My biggest thing is I've said to him from the beginning, I'm not going to be in a relationship where I need to walk on eggshells. Like I, if I'm going to be here with you, I need to have a, a safe container from which to like express, express myself. Anyone who follows me knows that I'm all, I'm like my motto, express yourself, don't repress yourself. Because then it comes out and, and that's where you want it. You don't want it in the shadows, right. uh, sabotaging the relationship. You want to bring light to it so that you can both work on it as a team, really. Like it's my shit to work on, but the way that I like to think of it is like, hey, here's my shit that I'm dealing with. Here's, here's how I'm feeling. Abandoned, rejected, uh, pain, whatever it is that I was going through. I just want you to know that this is how I'm feeling. And then he then can help me work on it. I think at the end of the day, we all just want to be seen and heard. And we want to be loved for who we are, right? But at the end of the day, if we need if we want to be loved for who we are, we need to be willing to show people who we are. Exactly. You can't be loved for who you are and then show someone a version of you that you're not. Exactly. Um, and I think that has been our, our journey together. And I think every day we get better at it. But there is conflict. Conflict actually helps you get there. Conflict is not something to avoid. It's something that you want to, if you can lean into it with kindness, compassion, curiosity, openness, and a desire and willingness to learn and grow, conflict can up-level your relationship each time you have it. And you have to just commit to stay through the hard stuff. For me, I, I know it's a, it's a short space of time to bring up so many topics because we 
we we unloaded a lot. I know, right? Yeah. Welcome to our relationship. <laughs> yeah, join us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, for me, I identified like what made me realize, or what I, what gave me the biggest growth, is identifying ego. Because my ego, that was a huge, huge factor in change and bringing about change and really asking myself, what thoughts am I having? Is it serving us? If no, then it's most likely the ego talking. And it's uncomfortable, very, very uncomfortable to shut down the ego, trust me. It's it's hard. It's hard work because, like, when we have arguments or disagreements, <laughs> for me, my natural ego would be, okay, he upset you. Just don't talk. Just go in the bedroom and just stay there all day. If he doesn't come, he doesn't come. Hmm. But it didn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve anybody. I am there unhappy in the room and. Well, he's not out here unhappy, guys. He's very independent and he... I'm all good. He's all good. So it's just me. Just me. So I'm like, why am I affecting my own life? Why am I making things harder for me? Like, why am I suffering through this? When it was just a little... I I took things personally and I felt hurt. And why let the ego win in this case? When the ego wins, nobody wins. Yeah. And the ego doesn't want you to be vulnerable. Yes. And vulnerability is the thing that creates the closeness. It creates the connection. It creates the intimacy. Um, Gosh, that's so true. Yeah. So an ego does not, the ego will do everything it can to prevent you from being vulnerable, which basically means it's going to prevent you from connecting with others. For me, I identify that there's always a power struggle, a power dynamics in relationships, friendships, relationships. There's always a power struggle, an unheard or unspoken power struggle. Like, oh, like, do you know the games? You guys know the games. Like, oh, I'm not going to call him back. I'm going to wait five days to respond so I wouldn't look desperate. Like, those are games. Like, you don't need to play those games. So once you give up that power, like, what is it anyway? So for me, I gave up that power and I, and, mm. and I told him that I was like, listen, at this moment, I give up my power. I don't care for it. I don't want it. You keep it if you want, but I don't want it. <laughs> so that, and after doing that, right after doing that, I just felt, I, I, I a part of me just opened up a weight, it was lifted. You know, people will sit on your rolly eyes, you know, and I show, but it's, uh, trust me, trust me, it did, it would works. And you just pour out, I poured out parts of myself I didn't even want to, but it was just blah, 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 <laughs> verbal diarrhea, just coming out, you know, and um, I cried, I think. And it was just very vulnerable, very, very vulnerable. Like, And it didn't feel good. Let's just make this. Oh, better. it does not it feel good. Okay. does not. Yeah. So if you guys want to feel vulnerable and feel good, they are usually not compatible. Oh, so yeah. you have to embrace the discomfort that vulnerability will bring knowing that on the other side of that is greater opportunity for growth connection intimacy love all the things yeah sorry oh no that's good that's really good advice
let's talk about using your relationship to grow. So for, for those of you who are already in a relationship or for those of you who want to be in a relationship, relationships are the most, I, for me, frustrating but effective tools for growth because they mirror you, for me, mirror all of the things that trigger me and then I'm forced to deal with them. So this is true for all relationships, whether it's romantic or otherwise, parents, friends, bosses, they trigger us in ways that really hit our wounds. So the question is, how do they trigger you? And instead of making it about them, like star is the problem, he triggers me, ask yourself the question, why is this such a big deal for me? Yeah, well, that's powerful. And just kind of for a moment, take the person out of it, say, why am I being so triggered by this? By me asking myself that question, I have had exponential growth. Even though I already thought I grew, I grew even more because I left my own devices. I don't have people to trigger me exactly. the way he does. Yeah. And so when it came up, like for me, my need for independence and freedom is like very high. I do things on my own, period. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, I had a hard time compromising. And maybe that's something we talked about as well. But by asking myself, why is it so triggering for me that he, you know, I, I would consider you at times suffocating because he's he's more this like clingy I'm not, I'm not clingy <laughs> at times at times <laughs> i think those times are when you you are triggered yes. your, your own avoidance is a trick is triggered yes yeah so so those times i was like why am i being so upset by this like why is this triggering me so i looked into it more within and realized all of my wounds about um, not trusting people to take care of me. This is this brings up communication. So I think communication is the cornerstone, the foundation yeah. of any successful relationship. And if I may say, we have both identified that communication is what we need to work on the most. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people felt the same way in their relationships. Learning how your partner or whoever it is needs to be uh, spoken to or needs to receive information that you're trying to do is a very hard thing to grasp. Like I, I, I was just like at the beginning, like here it is, take it or leave it. <laughs> what I had to do was learn how to get my point across for him in a way that gets us to where we want to go together. Um, and so that has, that's still, I think, our, our biggest struggle. And I think learning how to communicate is one of those underrated skills. Right. I've learned a lot about listening as a coach, but I've learned a lot about communicating as a partner as well. Oh, because as a coach, I, I, I intake information and I reflect it back to the person. But with you, like I'm trying to get us somewhere and the way I'm doing it doesn't always work. Right. So I need to be like, how do I say this in a way right. that he'll hear me in his way through his lens and filter without, without this is the hard part, betraying myself in the yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. But with practice, I think we, yeah. we met each other at a middle ground. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. I think we're good at it. Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. It's... The things that we would trigger us before mm -hmm. are not triggering us now. And at least we're now more conscious of everything. Yeah. You know? One of the things that I, uh, if you're in a relationship is how well do you 
experience conflict with each other. How well do you go through conflict? I think that is one of the top questions you could ask is when we have conflict, you know, how well do we handle that as a team individually? You know, do you take it personally? Do you assume? Do you make it worse? Do you, you know, do what I do, which is avoid, escape, numb? Um, and going through that question together, I think is a good question. Maybe if you have a, or if you have a partner, ask your partner, how do you experience conflict with me? Not even a partner, you know, even yeah. friends, family, yeah. you know, yeah. anybody around you, give it, give it a try. Because I mean, you won't know what you need to work on if you're not placed in an environment to work on it, right? When I had this desire to want to escape or avoid, I'd always be like, I know that if my value is to grow as a human, as a partner, as a man, in every way, then this conflict, this trigger, is this pain. If I approach it in the right mindset with love, compassion, kindness, um, will be actually a beautiful thing that will take me up to the next level. And then I'll be, I'll be happier with myself. I will have grown. I would have learned. I'll be hopefully better for you. Um, and okay, thank you. See, he's so schmaltzy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think i think growth is, is one of my top priorities in a relationship what would you say yours is a communication yeah definitely communication I, I always think that as you said the cornerstone of any of every, any relationship um i think i think we mentioned my top things already yeah. you know, communication being authentic you know putting everything on the table this is who i am but there's no surprises. I think for me, I value trust and honesty mm. more than, yeah, it's pretty high up there, more than anything. Like in the beginning, um, we made a promise each other to be open and honest at all times, regardless, good or bad, indifferent, just, just say it, you know? And so I think it took you a while to trust that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you did, you know. Yeah. I have I have um abandonment wounds. So those, even though I've worked on them, uh, I still get triggered by abandonment. So I have this I have this underlying subconscious, well not so subconscious anymore, this underlying fear that if I show you my ugliness, the things that I perceive to be ugly within me, you will leave. And that is sort of that's been there forever for me. And it's taken me a lot to like, oh, like open that door very slowly to be like, okay, I, I'm gonna show you and I'm gonna trust or hope that you're not going to leave and therefore trigger my abandonment. And for me, it's it's the opposite. Like <laughs> if you show me your fangs, I love you for it. Mm -hmm. But the minute that there's a something that I feel like it's been hidden or you know, being like I'm deceived in some way, I close up like. My guards build up, like, no, mm -mm, something's not right here. So I think that's why I say, like, now you realize that, yeah, it's better just dump the good, the bad, the ugly. Get in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't, it's been much better recently. And we actually weren't public with our relationship for quite a while for that reason. Yeah. And this is another thing that I might recommend for people is 
Um, we agreed very early on that during this sort of formative stage, well, first of all, we both agreed that we were looking for something long-term. Yeah. So we knew we didn't want just a fun hookup situation. We both were looking for long-term. So given that, we agreed from the early stages that we were going to keep it to ourselves. We, I didn't tell friends. I didn't tell anyone. Neither, well, you told maybe a few people. But we had this container, this safe space from which to allow ourselves to grow and learn and be with each other um, without outside influences kind of getting in the way. And so that has been, I think, for me, I think it's been very helpful. Okay, guys, we have covered a lot of topics today. Thank you so much for staying with us. If you made it to the end of this podcast, please tell me who you are. I want to know who you are. So go into the comments of wherever you're watching or listening to this and uh, tell us who you are and follow the Gay Men's Brotherhood on Instagram, on YouTube. And if you're not already in the Gay Men's Brotherhood community, join us on Facebook. Instagram. Any last words? Oh, yeah. If you want to know more about what we discussed today, drop us in the comment. Like, let us know. Maybe you'll see more of these. Yes, we're happy to share and invite you into our relationship to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.